Hey everyone, welcome back to the Shedding Light Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that uh, you've been having a wonderful day and thank you for taking this time to listen to us. It's been a wonderful couple episodes just talking about some controversial topics. Uh, and I must say thank you so much for your feedback, particularly on the last episode on the vaccines and just how we respond to the facts and some of the, uh, you know, difficult questions surrounding that um, as Christians. So thank you for your response to that. Um, and I must just stress again that as we're talking about these controversial issues, um, we are not a one-stop shop for all the facts and all the information about these things. Uh, but we are hoping that the podcast is making you think critically about these issues, to not just read one article or see one social media post and formulate an uninformed opinion on something, but to rather take in all the opinions, all the facts, and critically think about these issues, particularly because they are difficult issues, but issues that we have to have a response to as Christians. Now, talking about difficult issues, this one is particularly difficult for us, uh, particularly because of the nature of it, um, and also just the, the suddenness of a lot of these uh, circumstances. And that is... Uh, the the issues surrounding Ravi Zacharias and what has become um, the proven allegations uh, with regards to a lot of um, sexual immorality, uh, emotional abuse over the years, um, and it's just been a difficult thing for us to to deal with. Uh, but yeah, we're going to just look a little bit at some of the issues with this. It will be a part one and a part two because there's just simply too much to cram into one episode. Um, so we'll kick things off with just looking at how we deal as Christians with the fallout to all of this. So just to provide a little bit of background, uh, if you don't know who Ravi Zacharias is, uh, he was a world-renowned apologist and uh, evangelist um, that has been a, a source of influence for many, uh, particularly us as we're talking about this. Uh, I must also stress that it's not just Pastor Trevor and myself talking about this today, but we are joined by Dave Est once, to, once again on the podcast. So thank you, Dave, for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, and yeah, so so Ravi Zacharias has been a source of, of encouragement for many of us um, and a, a really good source of um, kind of critical thinking as an apologist, as he deals with difficult, as he dealt with difficult issues uh, that Christians are dealing with. Um but unfortunately, last year, after a long battle with cancer, passed away in May last year. Um, and it was a difficult time for many to process just because of the unfortunate nature surrounding his passing. Um, but the thing that we're talking about today is unfortunately towards the end of 2020, uh, a Christianity Today article broke highlighting some allegations um, against Ravi Zacharias um, around sexual immorality um, and some some issues over the years, not just one situation, but a couple situations that they that they they found out about. Um, and after the article broke, the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries um, organization made a statement um, detailing some of the facts and explaining that an external uh, investigation will be done. That external investigation was released to the public this month, earlier this month, um, detailing uh, a lot of the facts and crucial evidence that essentially proved a lot of those allegations to be true, unfortunately. 
Um, and yeah, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, and you know, it, it really does rock our world when this kind of thing happens. And we read about, you know, men and women that we've looked up to and, you know, and it, it really just is challenging. And this comes on the back of a number of high profile leaders, uh, Carl Lenz from uh, Hillsong, New York, uh, and uh, Bill Harbles uh, two years ago, the senior pastor, former senior pastor of Willow Creek Community Church, one of the largest and most influential churches in America. And, and each time we go through these similar emotions, we, 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 we back into process just the, the, the hard reality that uh, these men uh, have fallen and, uh, and it's, it's, it's really difficult. And so we want to talk around that today because just to be honest about it, to face it honestly, to face it truthfully and, uh, and, and, to, and to process those emotions. And so we joined in in the studio with, uh, with Dave Est. And we asked Dave because Dave has um, had a long history of uh, engagement with apologetics, um, listened to a lot of Ravi Zacharias and, um, and John Lennox and William Lane Craig and, and these excellent teachers. And so, Dave, since we're talking about our response and, and how we felt, um, you who, who mm-hmm. has listened to a lot, I know we've spoken about it over the years, and you've really appreciated uh, Ravi Zacharias' ministry and teaching. How did, you, how did you feel? How did you respond when... When you started to hear these allegations come out, and well, um, yeah, I've been listening to Ravi for quite a while, as you said. I probably started in about uh, 2016, listening to a lot of him and um, on his podcasts and and a lot of uh, debates as well, and um, presentations at university specifically. I think now it's a revelation because you actually told me on Christmas Day. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't heard about it at all since then, and um, or I had, until then, should I say. And I actually wasn't surprised when you told me. Um, but I'll tell you what, about, I would say about a year into my um, enjoyment of his content, and watching a lot of the guys, as you said, who are part, who form part of his ministry, uh, Michael Ramsden, John Lennox, um, there's another guy called Vince Vitali, another guy passed away, Nabil Qureshi. So all of those guys formed part of the Ravi Zacharias Inter- International Ministries team of apologists, and and I found all of them fascinating li- to listen to. But um, I think I think in about a year after or after about a year of me listening, I actually had stumbled upon. Um, uh, a few things uh, kind of questioning Ravi Zacharias um, because I had gone looking for articles and, and um, you know, different opinions. Mm. I didn't want to keep a biased, uh, you know, um, everything's golden uh, perspective. Sure. And, and I stumbled upon, upon the uh, whatever news reports there were because there wasn't a lot about it. Uh, Laurie Ann Thompson, who's mentioned in the... Yes. In this report now, so I had realized that some people had already um, had things to say about him, and I must say, then initially I thought, isn't it you know, isn't it typical? You know, there's people out there in the world, you know, trying to do things good for God, trying to um, you know uh, defend the cause of Christianity, and there'll always be someone who's coming after you. And if you put yourself on a public platform, that's kind of one of the things that you've got to make peace with. You know, that people are going to come bang for your blood. And so at that point, I think my, my initial response would have probably been a kind of denial where I'm yeah. saying, you know, um, it's not uncommon for people who are popular, strong, um, and have a different kind of 
you know, perspective of things. Just look at Trump versus Biden recently, mm. you know, um, to be uh, just absolutely, you know, made pariahs, essentially, for having a, a viewpoint that's different to the rest of society. But um, so I'd say, yeah, initially for me, it was a little bit of uh, denial or par for the course. You expect to see this kind of thing, you mm. know. But when you told me, um, on the backdrop of what I knew about him already previously, I then actually thought... It's probably, it's probably all true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and yeah. then it was um, deep disappointment, yeah. <laughs> really, <laughs> more than anything else. I think, yeah, that would be, I think, you know, my response to that. So, um, yeah, difficult to wrestle with, actually, uh, especially as you said, I had, I'd held him in in very high regard. Mm. There's there's a few things that um, uh, I, I took from him, thinking like this is uh, priceless wisdom, you know. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, uh, even on the face of the, the truth in the comments, it is still priceless wisdom. So, but you find it so hard because your emotions are actually tied up in in the whole thing. You know, you'd like to think that you can split them out of it, but it's it's really hard not to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the great thing about social media um, is that you get to see the comments of you know rank and file individuals who you know from all different backgrounds just offering their commentary, offering their opinion. Mm. Not always great, but it gives you a, a sampling, an understanding of the depth of and the variety of emotions and the varying responses, which we want to talk around in this podcast. And then part two, obviously, talk around how we can move forward and, and how we can um, yeah. process better. But we, we're talking around some of these some of these responses, you've already mentioned uh, a few, Dad, that we'll touch on um, in no particular order. But, you know, for example, anger. Mm. A lot of people expressing anger, and I think yes. in relation to that, frustration, disappointment, yeah. Yeah. Um, feeling let down mm. uh, is a very common one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know that when so when I first heard the when I first read about the allegations, um, I came across it through scro uh, scrolling through Instagram, uh, as I would, <laughs> as I do come across <laughs> most things. <laughs> Just scrolling, scrolling through social media. So I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I follow the the uh, R, the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries page, um, and they it was it was their initial post in response to the Christianity Today article. Mm. And as soon as I read that, my mind immediately went to, oh man, please don't let it be true. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was immediate denial. Um, but I, I certainly read that going, I really, I'll tell you what, I read it thinking, I really hope it was one thing. Mm. Right. That, that, that would have been, if I'm being honest, my response was, I really hope it's one thing. Mm. That he did one thing <laughs> at yeah. one point and they're having to, just for the sake of um, public um, you know, response, they have to make a statement about this. But I really hope it's just one thing. And then I sat because after that, um, they said that the report would be available in January or something. I tell you, from the 1st of January, every day I was checking, <laughs> just waiting, <laughs> waiting for this report, waiting to see yeah. what um, what the kind of, you know, backlash from all of this would be. Mm. But it didn't take long after the initial response of the organization before all the assumptions were coming along. Mm. And a lot of them from... Um, like atheist platforms, so atheist podcasts, um, yeah. and you know, I think it was probably just a few days after 
after the initial article was released that there was there was an atheist podcast that released something along the lines of um, Ravi Zacharias the 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 downfall of Christian leaders and I'm thinking this is just a few days afterwards mm. a podcast isn't live it's often recorded mm. beforehand yeah which means it was probably the day that stuff was released that they mm. decided to to get on this bandwagon mm. um and I probably felt more anger to those trying to you know badmouth yeah. Ravi and yeah. the organization than I did about Ravi. So again, immediately I found myself having to stop myself going, I'm defending, I'm mm. defending a man I know nothing about. I'm defending a guy when it's just, a, it's just allegations. Mm. There was nothing proven correct at that time. Um, well, that's a difficulty. You're defending yeah. a worldview yes. of someone who was the, you know, the, the flag bearer for that worldview yes. in that, you know, uh, context. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, Ravi Zacharias in many ways, um, I mean, he made comments himself, which now looking back on are difficult to <laughs> to grasp, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, about how, you know, he made a comment in in 2017 about how, you know, in 45 years of marriage, I've never um, mm. done anything inappropriate, which now we look back and we go, ah, that's not very true. But, you know, it was very difficult for me to look at a, to, to see this man who in many ways was, as you say, Dave, the flag bearer for this worldview. Mm. Um, and now people are going after him. And so my, my initial response was certainly, I don't think one of denial, but more of defense in defense of Ravi, just hoping it was one occasion and everything else he did was fine. Right. You know? yeah. but, but I think, uh, you know, to your point, I think as more comes out, uh, you know, the anger can can grow mm. yes. in the sense that it's one thing when it's when it's kind of new and you're going, I'm, I'm not sure it's true, and you, you kind of wait, want to wait for more evidence, which I think we should do, obviously. But as more has come to light, you find, oh, you know, if it I agreed, if it was just one incident, you, you know, you can you you feel you would be able to deal with that a bit better than yeah. the the kind of serial predatory behaviour mm -hmm. that. Yes seems to be yeah. part of his modus operandi. Mm. And then that makes you angry. Yeah. So I found my anger grew the more I, I the more came to light. Yes. That a independent a legal investigation mm. has corroborated and, and so on. So it's not, you know, um, no. uh, biased in, in, you know, in any way. And then you realize, yo, this, this is really hot. And so, yeah. You know the the anger is growing, and I, it it makes it difficult because it's a normal behavior. I think we we just need to acknowledge that. I think when when we see this kind of thing happen, and and it does happen, we we grieve. We grieve for the name of Christ, and I don't mean that in a in a super spiritual kind of way, yeah. but we do. Mm. Yes, we, we do like we do in our own hearts when we when we let the side down and we 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 know that we've messed up and we've sinned. We we feel we we we've we've tainted the image of Christ mm. in the world that we. Yeah. That, that we don't want to do, but we find ourselves, you know, yeah. doing. And, and that's a, that's a important thing, I think, for us to acknowledge and, and to process um, so that we can move beyond this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I definitely. But I think, I think the, the, the second response that we want to talk on, that we've all touched on, is the whole thing of denial. Mm. And as the news broke, mm. um, and even as, as it, it grew a little bit, we're going, I don't, I don't want this to be true. I think it was true of Bill Harbels. It, you know, it, it's true when, when, we, when we hear of, of a leader that we've held in high esteem. We just don't want it to be true. Mm. And as Dave said, you know, we, 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 
we understand that there are those um, unscrupulous people that want to take down somebody, not limited to, to you know, Christianity, yeah. in, in all spheres of life. Yeah. Um, you'll have people coming out with allegations, and we know that not every allegation is true. Mm. Um, and so we, we kind of want to believe that this is one of those occasions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. You know, uh, I think that with... <laughs> with something when you're reading that report um, to the credit of the organization and how they've had to manage it because they actually form part of an international um, body of apologists it's not just yes, you know, it's not just Ravi there's apologists all across Europe as well um, who are engaged and, and obviously um, also in Asia and even here in Africa they had a branch mm. so um, so it's a whole team of people, you know, who, who had to kind of say, well, now we've got to say what we've got to say. And I think to their credit, um, I found this, I went onto their website because, I, I, you know, I clicked one of the links in the report. And that they had said that they had chosen this law firm specifically because they had a, a good history mm. in researching um, allegations of sexual misconduct. So they were a law firm who were skilled in kind of uncovering the facts. Wow. And they were mandated with, finding evidence so that they could say um, there was some sexual misconduct, you know, right. yes or no. And at the end, if you, have, if you read their report, you'll see at the end that they said that they, they had uncovered enough, and it was by no means an exhaustive report, but they had, they had uncovered enough to actually say um, that that is what was going on. And, um, yeah, I think that's exactly what you said. The point that I wanted to drive home is, you don't real. We don't often realize when it comes to sin. Actually, very seldom is it a one thing passionate yeah. kind of unfortunate thing. You know, if you Great. look back at uh, King David in the Bible, uh, he saw Bathsheba and he started making plans. Mm. You know, yes. to Great. get you know to get Uriah sent off <laughs> into battle yeah. and yeah. and etc. And and um, in the report you will see as well that Ravi had spars from I think as early as 2010. 2011, yeah. around about then. Yeah. Um, so you have a look and you see that this was no uh, instantaneous, passionate, once-off yeah. once event, but rather, like you said, uh, a history of... And I think for me, that is where you said anger. Maybe I'm not experiencing it anger, as anger, but maybe I will still. But that's where the disappointment really mm. got me. Mm. When you realize this is a long thing. Correct. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is a long haul thing. Yeah. Correct. Mm. And I think this this denial thing was interesting because when when it first when the news st first came out, uh, it was interesting. The post where I don't believe this is true. There are charlatans out there. Mm. Um, you know, but but what what is scary is the more that has come out, particularly post the report. Yeah. There are still those who hold to, you know, just blatantly will say I don't believe it. Mm. Yeah. Now, at, at some point, we, we've got to confront our own denial, no matter how much we don't want it to be true, with the facts as they are, yeah. with the truth that has been uncovered. Mm -hmm. And I know it's, it's, it's not, a, not absolutely watertight. We're based on testimony and so Ravi Zacharias has passed on. He's not here to defend himself uh, and, and so on. Yeah. But, but as the report said, there was enough evidence yeah. over a period of time to corroborate yeah. that, that this was going on. And so what's scary for me is how people will still, despite everything, yeah. still hold to that denial. That's not helpful. No. Yes. Because, because then, essentially, you, you're deceiving yourself. Yeah. You just yeah. are deceiving yourself. Yeah, and, you know, an interesting response that, I, that I've also seen similar, similar 
along the lines of denial, but now I'm also seeing responses of, you know, when, when more is spoken about it or when another um, news outlet or, um, you know, social media outlet mm. uh, latches onto the story. How so many people are saying like, yes, we've read all of it. We get it. Let's move on. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So along similar lines to denial, almost this like, okay, fine, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it just gets us right. all emotional and, and everything, where sometimes it's good and necessary to flesh the stuff out. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the report, it was a 12-page report. Mm. You know? After the first four pages, I was like, done. Yeah. I was done. I was like, okay, this is getting, <laughs> this is getting too much. It's getting too hectic. Uh, and I actually don't even want to read further. Yeah. But you realize how necessary it was. Mm. For the sake of the victims, for the sake of the organization, to go so in yeah. depth with with everything. Um, That's right. But yeah, well, it, they had to. Yeah, they yeah. had to take it beyond hearsay. Yes. They had to take it beyond hearsay, beyond um, the the other people's testimonies, which have been proved to be true. Yes. And and the the unfortunate thing as well for well not maybe not actually I don't know what it is but the crazy thing as well is that there are definitely cellular devices and things like that that did not that they did not even have access to. Yes. So yes. There, there are still pieces of evidence in that out there, you know, oh, yeah. which are um protected by the non-disclosure agreement mm. from the Laurie Ann Thompson case. Yes. Um and others. Yeah. You know, yeah. which are just too old for any. So Essentially, one of the things that's going to be difficult for us as um, believers going, you know, forward from here is to not get caught up in the imagination of how depraved one can get, but to rather just be like yes. to accept what we know, and and find a way to deal with that yes. in terms of our um, spiritual walk, really. Yeah, correct. Right? In terms of that, because yeah. it's it's a tough revelation to actually have. Mm. It yeah. is, and and the only way is is actually just to be honest. Yeah. The only way we're going to confront that, the sin in ourselves or the mm. sin in others, is is really to be honest and come in repentance and grace, yeah. um, and to move forward in that grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and um, and it's it's not easy, but I think you know it is possible to to chart a course with the Lord yeah. um, in terms of of wrestling with these issues, but facing them honestly, mm. um, and to and I and you know. You, you can't just gloss over it. We can't just move forward. It, it, it is that yes. painful confrontation yeah. and that allows the Lord to heal and restore our hearts, disappointed, frustrated, angry uh, that, that we may be. Yeah. Um, but which, which I think, you know, just to, just to add something in there, I think that's where, to me, the difference between denial and defense um, is, is your willingness to confront a situation. Right. Because I think at, there's, there's to some degree that we can want to defend the the man yeah you know when you know as i said when things broke out initially part of my my anger with the whole situation was thinking oh this is this is just the ammunition that these atheist podcasts and these these Mm. these people need this is just the ammunition they need a man who was so highly revered in christian circles for him to fall this is like, oh, perfect, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, so that, that's where I, I got angry and that's where I wanted to defend him by mm. going, I'm sure it's just one thing, um, you know, he's not this terrible man. He, he fell on one, on one little thing and, uh, you know, that was it. Other than that perfect spotless individual. 
the the difference then is where where it becomes denial is when in the face of the facts mm. we still want to go no let's just move on let's move on let's move on let's let's just leave it there i think yeah. that's that's when it moves into that that area of denial it does and i think that you know that that leads to the third response that that was interesting to see which which is that kind of defender defensive role and that was to shift the kind of blame to looking at the um the role that the woman played now there were mm-hmm. a whole host of women um mm-hmm. some uh, in, in the spas etc uh and and saying well they were consenting adults they were adults it wasn't like he was going for underage girls uh, kind of thing and so and so it's a kind of deflecting some of the blame yeah because they wanted to defend the reputation of Ravi Zacharias to some extent which has already unfortunately been tainted even if if you want to go 50-50 on this. Yeah. But I think there has to be an acknowledgement that there's a big difference between, you know, uh, consensual sex between two, two people and one being a world-famous evangelist um, <laughs> and, and mm. somebody who's simply, hel- uh, you know, a helper at a spa. Yeah. Who, um, you know, who in many cases were coming for spiritual help. Yes. To someone that they and, considered and a, a, a spiritual helper, father. A helper at yeah. a spa that you own. Uh, correct. You know? Like the owner, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's quite sad yeah. uh, in, in our current culture um, that we can so quickly, and we're talking about Christians here, yes. in wanting to defend or protect some measure of Rafi Zacharias' guilt by, by then deflecting that to say, well, the women were at least 50% to blame. Yes. Yeah, no, that's not on. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, I think we, you know, the yeah. whole question yeah. of, of power and influence mm. um, really comes in here. And I don't think we should gloss over that. Which, which does unfortunately make it even a little bit more heinous yes. in the sense that had it just had it been conceptual, I, I don't want to grade Sinya, but you know, yeah, had he just been having sure. an affair, yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it's a slightly different, yes, uh, sin is sin, and, yes. and I just want to be clear about that, but yeah. you know, it, it just is a little different to uh, almost predatory. Yeah. yeah, the almost predatory behavior that he Correct. showed yeah. as owner, world famous evangelist, um, and and vulnerable people yeah. that worked at the spa, mm. you know, and Absolutely. and the power that comes to that, and that that for me was particularly sad yeah. to see to see the that the was, response yeah. of, of some Christians. Worse. Yeah, I think as well. I agree with you. The the manipulation used and the manipulation employed yeah. to continue, you know, those behaviors. That's probably even harder to come to terms with, to be honest. Correct. Because um, I think it comes a little bit back to what we were saying earlier about the, the planned nature of things. You know, when you realize that um, uh, there was a realization of power and control yeah. that could be wielded. Um, and like you said, to take vulnerable people, you yeah. know. I mean, we spoke about this. Um, I know I did with you uh, a couple of years ago when we were talking about Hitler's circle of evil yeah. and how Hitler, you know, manipulated those leaders around him right. to get them to fight between each other for his, you know, favor and whatever. And I mean, anybody, anybody is capable Absolutely. of doing that. And when you find someone who is gifted uh, or eloquent, like such as a person like he was, you yeah. know, um, those things kind of come easier yeah, and, and he realizes the, you know, the, the strength and power that he has. And I think that's that's probably. I think yeah, for me, for me, that's that's one of the things that's actually really hectic because I think that that actually proved to be his undoing with the Laurie Ann Thompson because yes. a number of those women um, actually said that uh, it was because of her court case mm. that they decided to come forward because yeah. they knew somebody else 
had said something which corroborated the experience. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I mean, the manipulation, uh, you know, for me, that was that was probably like you going, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, that, yeah. Yeah. I that was a tough thing. Exactly, and I think we want to cover this topic because it's so mm. important in the second, the follow-up mm. from this, yeah. to look at how do we create churches that are safe places. Yeah. Safe places for individual ministries and yeah. those in leadership, yes. but also safe places for the vulnerable, mm. uh, like our women, not yeah. to be hit on um, you know, by, by men um, mm. because they are not checked and, and, and so on. So we do want to take this up further in, in the follow-up podcast because I think it's a really important yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, there were a number of testimonies that came out from this of people who worked for the organization mm-hmm. uh, or people who've worked with them over the years who've said that, um, you know, that, that the Arism organization was more than happy to answer questions um, if you were having doubts about Jesus. But if you had questions about Ravi, those questions were very quickly Shut down, down. Yes. Um, and and you know people people in the organisation who said that they were either shunned or called in for a disciplinary hearing or something mm. um, if they you know started asking questions or, or answering questions that mm. people that people had, um, and and for me yeah I think the 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 manipulative you know pattern of everything. That for me was the clincher in all of this. Yeah. yeah. That that I'm I'm still struggling with today, um, and will probably struggle with for a long time because you see how um, you know Vince Vince Vitali and um, guys like that have come out now with right. um, statements and apologies, saying how yeah. they've realised that um, they were too quick to dismiss Laurieann Thompson's testimony right. and stuff because they were. It it was so easy for them to believe Ravi's side yeah. of everything because that's the culture that he had mm. created, um, and 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 it's it's a it's a really 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 <laughs> difficult thing to grasp because again and we'll we'll get to this this in a bit but because the person you're seeing give these lectures is not the person you're reading about yeah and we'll get to that in a yeah. bit but yeah. So the fourth, the fourth response, very briefly, and then we'll we'll uh, talk around the roots of, of this all is, and this is I think where it hits home for us right now, mm. is this just this response of blanketly, um, kind of just dismissing everything that Ravi Zacharias has ever said or done. Right, yeah. You know, he's written a number of books, his podcast, etc. Mm. He's he's been a world renowned evangelist and one of the brightest minds in mm. uh, in the Christian world in the area of apologetics for for many many decades and. So how do we process this now? Because I imagine none of us want to read his books right now or listen to any of his podcasts. Yeah, I, you know? I certainly won't be using any of his videos for leadership training. Exactly. And sort of, yeah. You know, I don't want to quote, you know, I don't want to quote Ravi Zacharias in my message yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but but it, yeah. I think it's a legitimate yeah. response. Um, mm-hmm. but, but again, we've just got to... We've just got to face it honestly and with maturity. Does that negate everything that he's ever said? I understand the emotion behind it, by the way. Obviously, we're laughing because we can identify. Yeah. But but does it negate everything that he's ever said or, mm. or, or written? Um, I certainly wouldn't be taking um, any marriage counsel from the things that that he said no. uh, in in the past. But but on the in the area of apologetics, defending the faith um, as a brilliant Christian thinker, mm. how do how do we respond to that? Because you know, many people say, well, I'm burning Ravi's books. I'm never listening to him again, yeah. which I think is the yeah. natural, albeit emotional response. But yeah. how do we process that in, mm. in the sense of 
yeah, his ministry yeah. up until his death, where many of us continue to draw from that and, and quote and reference and shaped yeah. our thinking and understanding of apologetics. Yeah. I, I think kind of uh, ironically, the tagline of RZIM would be a good place for us to start, which is helping the believer think and the thinker believe. Yes. And, you know, um, to get a believer to actually think through this thing uh, now and and try and get your heart out of it and then to take to come from your perspective, uh, perspective of your speciality mm. so that you can then put that in, insert that into the situation as well. Yeah. And I think a nice, a nice story in the Bible that, that for me I've found comfort in regarding this is when um, Jesus comes to the woman who's about to be stoned and he writes something in the sand and he draws yeah. something in the sand, you know, and he says to the people around, um, you know, let he who's without sin throw the first stone. You know, he invites them. Yes. And then they, they, they all, you know, one at a time see the sin within themselves and decide that whatever he wrote in the sand or what, whatever precedent <laughs> yeah. he set there, you know, they knew that they were falling short of it. Yeah. And so they left the scene. And when they were gone, you know, we know what he says. He says, go and sin no more. I don't, you know, where are your accusers? Mm. Neither do I accuse you. Mm. Go and sin no more. And I think we have to take that kind of approach, you yeah. know, to say at least apply your mind to it. Don't only think with your heart in response yeah. to the situation. Yes. Apply your mind to it. Say, hold on. Did Ravi, did, does this really negate everything that he ever said? Mm. Because especially, like you said, okay, we're going to say a marital council will leave out of the Venn diagram of things I can, can <laughs> yes. include, you know. Yes. But, but if, if, I, if I say that when, when you want to listen to things on the side of truth, you know, one of the things that he talks about uh, often and actually now in the light of what he's saying with all the sexual, uh, what he did with all the sexual misconduct, but there's a fantastic quote he used to always quote, which was from, I think it was from Yeats, some poet, but it says, um, this life's dim windows of the soul that seek to distort from pole to pole and lead us to believe a lie when we see with not through the eye. And he used to always quote that when he was talking about um, how, like, our world has become, you know, so visual and et cetera, and yeah. um, especially in terms of reading and having your, your um, in, informed opinion formed by the stuff that's actually coming into your mind, but not just into your eye, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, like, that's just one example and yeah. probably quite a bad one, but... There's, there's a lot of things that, that were in his teaching that were actually just truth, mm. you know, in, in terms of the perspective of like who Jesus was, you know. Yeah, um, yes. and, and also to, to highlight um, fallacies of logic and fallacies of debate where people would yes. take Christianity from this perspective. But his, his arguments were not um, fallacies. So yeah. you can't now throw that out, throw the baby out with the bathwater as it were. But I think, like you said, as a pastor, if you're going to be preaching now, in the next five years, are you going to quote yeah. Rabbi Zacharias? You're probably going to find you, you want to quote John Lennox yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or William Lane Craig or, or somebody else at this stage. Sure. And that's, yeah. you know, that's just the nature and, of it. Yeah, it really like. does speak about discernment in all of this, mm. um, in how we deal with it. Because, you know, there, there are certain whistleblowers in the, in the organization who've who've come out to say that they believe that uh, the organization sh should scrap uh, his name from it if they, if they want to continue, um, yeah. which, you know, maybe that's a good course for them. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. Do you keep 
his name attached to the organization? Do you not? Which yeah. I think I think that's a bigger question for them. But you know, you, us, I think yeah. that would be a, a mercy to yeah. is his wife. Yeah, I actually think it'd be a mercy to her because sure. the the one person that I think is really hardly mentioned mm. and it's quite sad. Is his wife. Yeah, yeah. Now, whether that's because at her behest and she's asked the, you know, the organization to have, you know, just like completely not mention her ever. I mean, yeah. I read one thing on the website that said we grieve, mm. you know, for his yes. wife and family. Yes. And I mean, his daughter is the CEO of the organization mm. as well. So, yeah. you know, but I think like I feel for her the most. But I, I think, I just think, sorry, practically, like, yeah, you know, for, for the sake of his family. Yes. They should do it. Yeah. They yeah. should change the name. That, you know, that's just my, because it's not only, and I think if anyone on this planet is hurting yes. with these revelations, yes. yeah. it's them. It's them. Correct. Absolutely. And I think the, the thing for us as Christians is, you know, the natural reaction that we're talking about. Um, and, and then we have that scripture in Romans 11 verse 29 that says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Mm. God does not pull it back right. just because of our sinfulness. Yeah. Flip, you know, if, <laughs> yeah. if you look inside your own heart, we'd all be disqualified. We're, exactly, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're all here because <laughs> yeah. because of that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that God, in His patience and His wisdom, continues to use fallen vessels like us. Yeah, some get caught out, others don't. Yeah. Um, but God continues to use us. But I, I, I think for all of us, we, we find well, that's just unfair. Surely, if if this was going on behind the scenes, how could God use him yeah. in the way that He did? Um, and, and, and so on. And, and that is just an uncomfortable truth for us. That is, yeah. That, that God has given his gifts and his calling, uh, and he has he's not revoked that. Yeah. Um, consequences, yes. We look at Samson in the Bible. Um, yes. There were yeah. consequences to his sin. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, he got so cocky that he was happy to give the secret of his strength right. to, to yeah. Delilah, who sold him out to the Philistines. And, yeah. you know, and, and so there are consequences. <clears throat> but, but God's calling... You know, and, and, and his gifts are, are irrevocable. And I think um, we, mem- we mentioned before we started, you know, Terry McAlman and, and, and his, yeah. uh, his son uh, years ago. I still find his worship music stirs me. Mm. The gifts are still there. That's it, uh, yeah. it, it. His worship just leads me into a place. It's just my personal preference mm-hmm. and, um, and, and so on. The gift is still there. Yeah. Uh, and and it's hard to reconcile. I can't figure it out more than this. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, I've just got to leave it in the grace of God and the mercy of God that is far bigger than what yeah. I can comprehend and understand. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit of a weird space to to exist in because as much as we, it's difficult for us to look at this and go like, yes, the the gifts do still exist. Mm. Um, it's also for us to go thank God that the gifts still exist. Yeah, because yeah. as you say, you know. <laughs> yeah we would all be stuffed. That's it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to say, uh, last uh, thoughts on this, was that you you were saying, Chief, you know, it's like a mystery. How how can God use that? That's what we're so uncomfortable with. Yes. We're we're actually so uncomfortable with the fact, I think, if if we're really honest with ourselves, that we're not God. We don't know how he can take a situation like that and actually still use it for good. You know, and we don't know how it works. Exactly. And, And... yeah. And that's a call to faith mm. and just trust in the Lord, you know. But I think to, to, um, to bring it to a conclusion, uh, Kieran, you put your finger on what really is the root behind a lot of these responses that, that we struggle with. And I don't, I don't mean this in, in the sense um, that we are all uh, guilty of this, but the, the real danger of, of putting leaders on a pedestal, that we kind of hold them up um, 
And we do. I get it's human nature. Whether they are great Christian leaders and thinkers, worship leaders, uh, sports personalities that are Christians that come out to, 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 to share their faith, we, we, we're drawn to, to want to, to put them up there. And there's a danger there because it fuels a lot of these responses. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, when I was thinking about a lot of this, I think um, it obviously made me think about just the way that we speak about leaders in general, the way that we hold them up. Um, and, you know, I look at, you know, the, so the social media aspect as well. I follow a lot of worship leaders mm. in particular. Um, and you just read through their comments um, on certain photos of theirs and you just see how people speak about them. Um, and hold them up on this pedestal as mm. if they are these perfect beings. Mm. Um, and I think it's, a, it's, it's about time that we just acknowledge the idolatry that exists in our hearts. That may be a bit understated. That maybe isn't what we would in immediately think to be idolatry, mm. but is in, in many ways. You know, mm. The initial response of going, you know, the women were just as much to blame. You know, it, it's, it can't be right. It's all just, yep. it's all false. They're going after him because of his, his persona and everything. That's idolatry. That's mm. idolatry because we immediately jumping to the defense of someone that we know nothing about. And that is a crucial thing for us to also understand is that as much as I want to sit here and believe that as I listened to Ravi Zacharias talk, as I read his stuff, as much as I wanted to believe that, you know, what a nice man this is, I can't say that. I can't say yeah. that. Even if we go before any of the allegations came to light, mm. I can't say that with any measure of evidence because mm. I have at no point sat across the table <laughs> and had a cup of coffee with him. At no point have I engaged in any sort of meaningful conversation with the guy. It is impossible for me to know what sort of a person he is. Yeah. It's impossible for me to know what is going on in his life. Mm. All I'm seeing is the half hour debate he's having at a university. That is it. Yeah. But all of this to me has highlighted how easy it is for us to fall into the trap of mm. believing we know everything about these people, whether it's Ravi, whether it's a famous worship leader, another pastor, whoever it may be. I've, I've seen how easy it is for us to fall into the trap of believing you know, uh, this person, they're such a nice person. They're so great. They're doing things, they're doing things right. I've seen a lot of stuff, uh, particularly if I think of a lot of worship leaders um, and, you know, I've seen some comments, particularly if they've like, you know, there's a photo of, you know, him with his wife or something. And mm. the comments about, oh, you know, you guys have got such a model marriage. You have no idea. Right. It's yeah. an Instagram post. Yeah. You don't have a clue what's going mm. on. I think if anything has taught us is that social media only presents what you want to show the world. But this has shown me how, how easy it is to fall into the trap of just believing we know what's going on behind closed doors when actually that is idolatry. It is. And, you know, the, the reality is, and I think this is what's particularly hard with Ravi Zacharias, is the persona that we think we got to know from his... Uh, you know, particularly stuff on YouTube and you watch yeah. the debate people, he was like the quintessential Christian gentleman. Mm. Never lost his cool with people, never yeah. belittled, um, was able to articulate. He always looked supremely confident, gracious, kind. And, and many spoke of that. Um, in, in, but actually what has come out behind the scenes is a predatory pattern of behavior. Yeah, Manipulative, lying, deceitful. 
And so actually we've just got to we've just got to be honest and say, I didn't know. I thought. Yeah. I thought. It seemed and yeah. very successful. Yeah. And and I think that has been particularly the hard thing. And I think yeah. it, it's it's a hard word, not often used, uh, Q, but but the idolatry of our hearts that would want to hold um, someone or something up That's right. in, in, in a way that, that blinds us to, mm. to, to these kind of things is, yeah. is not helpful. I think that as a net result, what we as Christians want out of this is, I think what God wants to do is cause some introspection. Correct. You know, you look at something happening to someone else, yeah, we go through the emotions, all the knowledge of revelations, terrible things. And then it, it should actually cause us to look at ourselves. Yeah. Just like he said uh, in the scripture. Don't look at the speck in someone else's eye. Look at the plank in your own eye first. Yeah. You yes. And, and like, like you guys have just said now, in terms of idolatry, that is a human condition. Yeah. You know? It's not only us Christians who are guilty of looking up to mm. some you know, fantastic Correct. human who is, you know, um, espousing our ideals and, and everything, you know. Everybody's doing it. Mm. And actually, kingdom culture, what does the kingdom demand of us? Yeah. You know, that we look to the king, not to yes. any one person, whoever it might be. And I, yeah. and I think, Dave, I think that's a great place to, to sort of wrap it up mm. and land it, you know, that I think out of all of us, in terms of our responses, maybe the spirit is prompting us to some serious introspection, to open our hearts and however we have responded and, and recognized what we've talked about mm. today and, and bring that before the Lord yeah. because he's only bringing it out that, that we may That's deal right. with it and, and yeah. be freer. And so the, the follow-up to this is we want to have a look seriously at, um, at, at how do we create the safe space within ministry today mm-hmm. um, because often it's not a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those that we hold up as leaders and, and for the vulnerable and and so we're going to talk around that because that's also important in this whole discussion. But Kieran, any concluding thoughts from you and land it? Yeah, just that, you know, Dave, you mentioned how it, it demands some introspection. Um, and I think it, it definitely does demand that. And it, it's also just a good reminder again of taking our thoughts captive because as we've seen, it's so easy for our minds just to wonder yeah. Um, when we read stuff like this, you know, mm. um, as I said, I, I, I got to like page four or something of the report and I just, <laughs> I wanted to stop reading there <clears throat> because immediately as I'm reading this stuff, my mind, my mind just starts wondering about, you know, how much stuff is still yet to be uncovered, you know, how much stuff is still yet to be, to be discovered. And, uh, it's a terrible place for us to go because if we don't take those thoughts captive, then we will never be able to go back to looking at his teachings again. Mm. We will never be able to go back there. And in many ways, I I really do believe we have to find that point where we go, where do do we stand with unforgiveness now Mm. towards Ravi? You know, I've definitely now over the last couple couple days through researching the stuff and finding out more about this really struggled with my with my heart particularly in the area of as as I mentioned you know that this was the perfect ammunition you know um because I, yeah I, I look at it and I go like man this is just what the world needed 
in the in this time when when Christians certainly in light of the pandemic haven't exactly had, you know been portraying a good witness mm. um this is exactly what they needed just for that little extra bullet um but at some point i have to find it in myself to go do you know do i forgive the guy mm. do i forgive the guy yeah um so yeah good a good time for some good introspection taking our thoughts captive and i would encourage you thank you all for listening firstly but i would encourage you to tune in for the next episode um it will come again in 2 weeks time uh but to tune in for the next episode because we're going to jump straight into kind of what lessons we can learn from this Ooh. and how we as as christians as christian leaders um how we can create a culture in our church that allows for safety for transparency for honesty amongst members amongst leaders um yeah and just to just to see where we can go from here um yeah so thank you all for listening yep appreciate that you've taken the time to listen thank you dave for joining us thank you, thank you pastor trev um as always for your wisdom um and yeah until next time god bless enjoy the rest of your day and your week cheers cheers cheers